1: Hello and thank you once again for downloading and listening to another episode of the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show, part of the Social Suplex Podcast Network. My name is Clive and I'm joined as ever by the Perfect Ten himself, Ricky. How are you getting on, sir? Uh,
0: Good evening. Um,
1: Doing well. Yourself? I'm alright. Have you discussed with Ty Dillinger yet about his gimmick infringement? You'll need to have a word with him. Not
0: yet. No, uh, my lawyers are on the case.
1: Cool. Uh, before we get into the rest of the show, just a, a wee message for our friends over at Outsiders Edge who you probably know by now are not with the Social Suplex podcast network. Um, they're going to stick to Chair Short Radio, so make sure to keep some love for them and subscribe to the Chair Short Radio network for Rance, Kyle, and Carol. Give us some love, and we'll speak to you down the road, gents. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Gone, but not forgotten.
1: Uh, GBNF.
0: Um, yeah. Well, without getting too kind of emotional, uh, it's actually it was. Like, it, it's. I was kind. Of, I was really gutted, like when they initially told us the news. And it's not like it's going to change anything. Like from say, like a friendship point of view or anything, because. You know, we're all—all all five of us are in the same WhatsApp group, and we literally speak every single day. Um, and i will, that will obviously continue. Those guys are more than welcome to come on the show anytime. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure they'll say the same thing about us going on there. So, in terms of that, it's not really going to change. It's just disappointing. When, it's just—it's not disappointing. It's just—it's sad that they're no longer on social suplex. But I don't. The good thing is, like we formed a friendship with them because of the Social Suplex network um, and for that you know I think we can both say we're pretty thankful for that um, Kyle kind of came on one week when I wasn't available and I got to know him more because of that and then obviously now he's on Outsiders Edge every week Kyle I kind of decided from day one that I'm, I am have an affinity towards him for whatever reason and um <laughs>
1: An unexplained, um, an
0: unexplained one. So, Kyle <laughs> or Ranch, you can you can tell Carl that's where that's how I really feel because he doesn't listen, doesn't listen to anything. <laughs> and finally, again without getting too emotional, but Ranches, Ranch is probably one of like arguably the greatest guy I've ever had the pleasure of meeting and calling a friend. So, like I said one of the very, the actual very first conversation I ever had with Ranch was he was unable to go to. The, WrestleMania last year and I actually just messaged him seeing if he was okay and then that conversation turned into talking about family, religion how we were growing up etc so it's a privilege and a pleasure to call him a close friend so well, like I say then moving to Chairshot doesn't really change the friendship at all, doesn't change it one bit but like I say chair and um, sorry Social Suplex allowed us to be introduced to those three um, and like I say I cannot speak Hi high mean, love, the three
1: of them, um, especially Rans. Yes, we wish you all the best in your chair shot future, but we'll probably text you later on tonight.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we'll text you during the show.
1: <laughs> Aye. Um, so, before we go any further, powerslam.tv uh, is an independent wrestling streaming service where you can get over 4,000 hours of independent wrestling from around this planet put in the social suplex as your promo code and you will get a free month's worth of all that wrestling goodness. So make sure you do that. Right now, pause the podcast and subscribe and then come back. But um on Twitter this week, towards the tail end of last week I think actually WWE.com I think, put out a, a Twitter poll asking what they would like to see, main, what fans would like to see headline, not just main event. Because that word doesn't seem to mean much when it comes to WrestleMania, the headline act. Would we rather have Becky Lynch versus Ronda Rousey or Seth Rollins versus Brock Lesnar? And it was upwards of eighty percent in favour of Becky and Ronda. Eighty-two, three percent. I think it finished that I'm not sure. I saw it
0: when it was at eighty percent. I'm not sure where it finished that though. Uh huh. Um. I
1: I would agree with the with the eighty mm-hmm. percent. I think um, if it, if this does go down, because you know what it's like, Vince will change his mind at the last minute. But let's go. God, he'll
0: change his
1: mind 10 times. Uh huh. Let's go on the basis that this will mean event, and I know the first time in history for the, that gets bandied about by the commentary team constantly on WWE. First ever Women's Royal Rumble First ever Women's Money in the Bank Chamber All that stuff And it can be quite grating But if this was to happen That would be a a game changer And it would be a big historical moment I think it's safe to say that So would you say I was going to save this question for later But do you think This is not a plateau That's not the right word Do you think they've done all they can With regards to elevating women's wrestling to the equal status of men or do you think they could go even further
0: um, I mean when, when you could promote them better because if you go back to evolution it was <clears throat> that wasn't promoted very well mm-hmm. I think we're all kind of agreeing on that um, last year's women's Royal Rumble debuted they had a First ever, all women's only pay per view. Whether people people can say whatever they want about that in terms of was an agenda behind it, etc. Um, I, I they can they can still promote the women better. Um, I think the main event in WrestleMania would just kind of be like almost like a cherry on top of the cake from now. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't say. That was that moment. If that when that happens, I think that's when women's wrestling WWE kind of has will, will reach the current peak. It can go higher, obviously, um, but I think in terms of like spotlighting women, especially in these sort of last sort of like four months or so, I think ah, they've done a good job. There's been a a lot of spotlight on Becky Lynch and Ronda. Um it, it Becky Lynch? So. Yep, Becky Lynch is still arguably like the hottest act in professional wrestling. Um, I personally think they probably will end up closing WrestleMania, and I think it'll probably be a triple threat match with Charlotte being involved. Mhm. Um, and again, not to take more own home, but I did say this a couple of years ago that a women's match will eventually close WrestleMania. Um, but yeah, like so far, I think they've done. I think. I think there's been there's been some high moments and there's kind of been some low moments. Evolution, the build to evolution, like I say, is in terms of promotion was 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 a kind of a low because it was stuck in between the Saudi Arabia and the, and the
1: Australia, the Australia Survivor yep. Series. So
0: they could have done it promoted that a little bit better. Um,
1: it was in too cluttered a, a time in the wrestling calendar. Yep, yeah.
0: yeah. but like I said, I think overall, yeah. They have done a good job, but I also think there's been some moments where it's been like, you know, are we kind of going back the way a little bit? Or are we done trying to spotlight the women? Or are we done kind of, it all, did you just do it as a pretense, as a show, in a sense? But I think for the most part, I think the women have been treated relatively well. Mm -hmm. Um, But like I say, I think the main event in WrestleMania would just kind of just would
1: be that peak moment uh, I think it's regardless of how you look at it with all the things that have happened all these first it, it's still a far cry from how the women were presented or treated way back when throughout the, the 90s and the sort of car crash tv era of the attitude era you get bra and panties matches evening gown matches the what the the pudding what was the pudding one
0: so, like the, the the mud pit thing they had uh, as well before? I can't
1: remember exactly what it was, but back, I mean, it's, it's not exactly disappeared. You still have moments where you're thinking, oh, why have they done that? But back then it was pretty brutal viewing, just really degrading of women in general. And it did, it took her a bit of time. There was a small peak when it came to the likes of Tristratus, her time, when she was the lead of the division. Uh, but in the, it was she was on the lead of the division. Like that moment of women being a big deal was a small time. No, it wasn't a long time in the grand scheme of things. I think her time with Lita was memorable, and I think with I think they helped Wally. each other. What's that? Sorry. With
0: uh, Mickey James
1: as well. Sorry, I say not Molly. Yeah, the time with Lita. Lita was arguably the better wrestler at the time, so. She helped, I wouldn't say she carried Trish to good matches, but they got there eventually and they helped each other. And I think you had the stuff with Mickey James, which culminated in a very good match at WrestleMania 22, but that was still a, a very, um, it was quite a sexualized story with Mickey James being this single white female thing going on with Trish and being a stalker. So even then, when there's a lot of attention on the woman, it's for shit reasons.
0: Yeah, and I think when you go back to those days, you weren't a female wrestler. You know, hell, you weren't even a female superstar. Like you were a pin-up girl in a sense. Like that's kind of what they looked in the women. Like, are you pretty? Do you have a nice, a nice body, etc., etc. Because if you do, that's all they kind of cared about. So they can, let's say, portray you in a sexualized manner. Because wrestling was nowhere near, it was not at the forefront in their mind when it came to women back in the 90s and even the early part of the 2000s, etc. Um, and, like I say, it was all sort of like confirmed by like, the kinds of brand panties, match, etc., etc., that you have. in well, you've had Jerry Lawler and commentary constantly shouting "puppies, puppies," etc. Um, and like I say, is when you had the likes of uh, Mickey and Trish and Lita, like they were the kind of it was like when they were involved in something, it was kind of a rarity. It was a rare exception to what it was a rare thing. Uh-huh. It was going against what what was the norm back then. It, like they were actually good wrestlers who just happened to be pretty women, you know. Um, And I think if you look at some... Again, I don't want to degrade women. I don't want to bring this down to looks or anything like that and and say someone isn't attractive or anything. But I think you could probably look at a number of women. Someone like Shayna Baszler, for instance, who... Again, I don't want to sound like I'm being a typical male or anything, but if you would look at... Shayna Baszler wouldn't have fitted in to what they portrayed as a female... WWE, pin up, whatever you want to call them, what they were back then. Right. So, I mean, just by based on her her looks, for instance, but because what they were wanting back then is completely different. Um, And now it's just really, for the most part, all about the wrestling. Um, So, I said, I think it, it has evolved. It has evolved from basically being, can we just find the most prettiest, attractive women off the street and bring them in and just sort of portray them in this sexual manner and almost degrade them to now it's, no, 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 you've got to have, like, some wrestling ability. It's Uh no longer coasting by on, on their looks.
1: Yeah. I mean, they did do some things right back in the day. With regards to equality, with you had uh, the intergender stuff going on. Obviously, there's a lot of news, uh, a lot of buzz about Nia Jax being involved in the Men's Royal Rumble and taking a few bumps last Sunday. But that was happening back in the day with China um, holding the Intercontinental Title, uh, Jacqueline holding the Cruiserweight Championship. I can't remember there's maybe one or two more, but they're definitely. Like, they had I know,
0: and I know, I know it's not a great example, but one or two a few of the women held the hardcore title, even if it was just for a a brief moment. But at least they were kind of involved in one or two of the matches. China coming into the Royal Rumble as well,
1: uh-huh. Beth Phoenix as well,
0: Karma as well, yep.
1: But a lot of them had that that monster trope, though. Mm-hmm. So, and obviously with China had stuff going on with Jeff Jarrett and the the good housekeeping rules. So from that. Perspective. They were getting a good, a good viewing. A good no, that's not the right term to use at all in this conversation. They were getting a good showing, uh, and then things changed, and they decided they didn't want to go down the route of intergender things. Started toying with it again with the mixed match challenge stuff. For me, that doesn't do much because they're not really. That's not really fighting against each other. Yeah, it's not a typical kind of tag match. Uh-huh. But there, there was a time, even, like, you had the Divas generation with the Bellas, and then they had the actual di- Divas programme and all that stuff. For a long time, the, wo- the women were still lumped together in these terrible matches, like Lumberjill matches instead of Lumberjack. Uh, fatal fatal 14 ways, if I remember correctly. It felt as if they were just being lumped onto the card. Um,
0: Not because they deserved it or their ability yeah. warranted it. It uh-huh. was like we kind of have to do it to save show, safe face, and uh-huh. to make it look like we care.
1: Yeah, I think during that time and maybe throughout the Ruthless Aggression era, um, the more notable women were those who were valets for the guys. Had, mm-hmm. back in the sort of the ca- the rock and wrestling era with. Miss Elizabeth and what was what was Rick Martel's? No, what was Miro's?
0: Sable.
1: Sable. Yep. Yeah.
0: And then you had Lita with the Hardy Boys, and now who was Trish with? Now I can't even remember.
1: T and A. See that? I, right. I mean, remember how Trish Stratus came into it. Trish and yeah. uh, Tess and Albert, just a play on the TNA name. Yep. So they had a lot. They had a lot of work to do, uh, but back back to the ruthless I can't speak tonight. Back to the ruthless aggression era. Off the top of my head, I'm thinking about Jillian Hall, Melina, um Stacey Keebler, Tori Wilson. But see, when it came to the actual women's wrestling for women's wrestling's sake, that era didn't really amount to much. I mean, you, had, no, you had Victoria in, and Jazz, but it still wasn't... They were very much at the, the background of it all.
0: And that era could have actually been worse than the era before it, purely because the 90s, it wasn't like they were trying to portray some of these women as wrestlers, but and then when you started seeing the likes of uh, Tori Wilson, etc., etc., actually in the ring, I suppose a later part, even Marie as well, it was like my... Goodness, like these are not wrestlers at all.
1: hmm
0: And and they're kind of almost trying to portray them as such, as along with the whole sexualized manner.
1: And the Diva Search stuff as well. Yep. Who was the first winner of that again? Was it Christy Hamey?
0: Of the Diva Search? Uh
1: huh. Can't remember. Am I getting is that a wrestler's name, Christy Hamey? It is, isn't it? Yeah, it was, yeah. It's just, it was a pretty shit She was out. there and then she
0: was in um, TNA slash Impact.
1: Uh-huh. Because I remember getting, I mean, this was at a point where I was in my late teens, early 20s, and I'm seeing this stuff thinking, see if I want to watch women in a sexual manner, I'll watch some other programmes.
0: I've long maintained such, like that, you know, like, I don't want the women in wrestling to be portrayed as 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 that I don't want them to come out in skimpy outfits, etc. and that, you know, let's say, if I want to see that, and you say, Joe, go watch different content if I wanted to, I'll just go watch porn, you know, but I, when, when I put on the wrestling, I want to see wrestling. Um, but just kind of going back a little, um, I, th- I feel like, because I touched on, like, so. Sort of, Trishon, I think Beth Phoenix I felt like she may have got the rawest deal out of everyone Really Because I think she thought in she had she fought in an era where she literally had nobody around her
1: Was uh, Natalia around at that time though
0: A young Natalia Right You know because <laughs> at least at least you could say at least at least Leontrution Mickey James, except all had each other, and Molly Holly was around at that point as well. And then, when you want to go to the whole divas, at least there was AJ Lee, and towards the latter end it was Paige, and say what we want. Not a fan of them of the Bellas, but Nikki Bella started off like just terrible, yeah,
1: terrible. They came in in one of the the old competition versions mm-hmm. of NXT, didn't they?
0: And 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 she wasn't good, and I'm not saying she's great, but she like I'm sorry, like only someone who hates her or doesn't want to give her a credit will say that she hasn't improved. She has improved to the point where she's actually where she put on some solid to co- competent to solid type matches. And I'm not saying all the time, and I'm not saying that what that I'm giving her great praise or anything, but I'm acknowledging the fact that at least she started off like you know unable to. To put on even a, a respectable kind of match to actually improving a little. So I'll give her the credit. And, and she had some stuff with AJ. So, I, like I said, I think Beth Phoenix out of them all, like, you know, I would have loved to have seen Beth Phoenix nowadays. I
1: yeah. think
0: she would tear it up with so many of the women here. Yeah. Um, and I, like I said, you could turn around and say, yeah, like, Lita and Trish, etc., yeah, like, the way they were portrayed was in a good way, but I'm just talking purely from, at least from a wrestling aspect, I think there was such a lack of talent around Beth Phoenix at the time, and, you know, we missed out on some great matches she could have had, like I say, just uh-huh. purely because of the era she was in.
1: She suffered as a result.
0: Yeah, it, it's disappointing.
1: Do you think, funnily enough, I'm using this guy as a a reference See the the mid two the mid tens, where John Cena was the kind of like a, a gatekeeper, with all the indie darlings that were coming in, mm-hmm. not coming in as such, but
0: coming up from NXT.
1: Coming, either coming up for NXT or with a big signing, or they stood for something different than what Cena stood for with regards to yeah. sports entertainment versus pro wrestling. Yeah, You're the KO. KO. Yeah. Uh, AJ. CM Punk back in the day as well do you think that Nikki Bella and the Bella should get credit for having a similar role when it was becoming a Divas versus Women's Wrestler stuff or should she not get any credit at all <laughs> <laughs> no I wouldn't
0: say she, she shouldn't get any credit um,
1: she was instrumental in bringing forth you know, that argument
0: I feel like AJ Lee Gets some of the credit that Nikki Bella should get,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I don't like Nikki Bella. I really don't. I don't like either of them. But I'll give credit where credit is due. As I said, AJ Lee had promo skills at that time, which was almost like kind of untouchable. Her in-ring work, she's no Charlotte. Right? Don't let anyone fool you otherwise. Her in-ring work was good. I'm not going to degrade her in any way. Her her in-ring work was good. But like I said, I feel like AJ Lee gets all the praise when someone like Nikki Bella should get a little bit more in page, should be recognised a little bit more. Um, To a lesser extent, I guess, Emma. But her best, better work was done on NXT. Um,
1: So before... Do you look before the NXT stuff? Mm-hmm. Would you say AJ leave was the the turning point? Especially with her give women's eh, what was the hashtag again? Give women um, a chance.
0: Give 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 no, Give Divas a chance. Give
1: Divas a chance. Right.
0: I felt. I think that was in twenty fifteen. No, it might have been
1: no. Well, when what did it? when did she leave? I don't think it was twenty fifteen. Was it twenty fifteen? Either way.
0: No, I don't think it was twenty fifteen. It was it must have been before that. Um I felt that was a that was a big moment because at that time you had the arguably the biggest female wrestlers female wrestler in the company. Not not just seen it on Twitter, not just saying it in character, but directly going at the biggest name, biggest female name in professional wrestling. Uh-huh. And she was going direct at Stephanie. I wonder. If, not su- not sugarcoating anything at all.
1: Wonder, that was a big moment. I wonder if CM Punk just stole her phone and typed it in himself.
0: <laughs> and, and, and and he says that, but Tyler, actually, I've got a question. that's just come to mind. Okay. In your mind, and I'll give you a couple of options, and you don't need to go by any of them. You can go wherever you want. In your mind, when did the evolution? Or the revolution begin? When did the women's evolution begin? Like I've jot, I'm just jotting things down right now. Do you? Th- like, I'll give you a few options. So I've got the AJ Lee pipe bomb, Paige's, Paige's debut. The debut of Sasha coming up. The retirement of the Diva title, and I'll just throw in that hashtag. Give Divas a chance as well.
1: It's hard to to encapsulate in one moment. I think the work that Paige and Emma did with their tournament, I can't remember if it was a Best of Seven series or if it was just the end of a tournament, but um, a lot of people took notice of their match on NXT to crown the first NXT Women's Champion. As far as I recall, uh, Charlotte and Natalia had a really good feud going on as well on NXT TV. But that was at a time when I personally wasn't able to access NXT. before It was before the network came to UK. So personally, I'm not speaking for everyone, but I think as a whole, I think Triple H, Stephanie, um, NXT in general has been instrumental in where we are today. So you've got Paige, you've got Natalia, uh, Emma, but the Four Horsewomen as well. I mean, you can't take it away from those girls. The, the 2015 that they had was outrageous. The Fatal 4-Way at Unstoppable, still one of my favourite matches. And then, oh, was it Respect it was called? Where Becky Lynch and Sasha Banks had an excellent match, which was, for all intents and purposes, just a a submission match. And the field. Yeah. crowd were hot for that one. And then you had the story of Bailey. Um, rising to the top as well, which was just fantastic to see. But around that time, and I would, act, I wouldn't say again. It's it's hard to just give one specific moment. But I think Asuka should deserve a l- hell of a lot of credit for where the women are today, because around the time when Bailey had finally got the title, she was the only one left out of the four horsewomen on NXT. Uh, And then Asuka won the title. I wouldn't say it was a passing of the torch as such. I would say that Asuka, I kind of think she grabbed the torch and she held she held that bad boy aloft so that everyone could see, everyone in the back could see as well that it wasn't just Becky, Sasha, Bailey, Charlotte who were carving out this path towards where the women stand today. Possibly main um, main eventing, headlining WrestleMania. I think. Because at the moment it's at the forefront of fan engagement Fan perception Not mainstream as such But they are Let's not beat around the bush They are the biggest deals in the company right now So I think with Asuka What helped that was maybe her streak Although she had that streak the The majority of her matches Especially on takeovers Let's not say especially Because there was a heck of a lot of squash matches Going on on TV But there were competitive bouts the as fans we weren't left wanting for both the opponents for Asuka a lot of her takeover matches were very exciting couple of match of the year contenders with the likes of Ember Moon and I think by pure association with Asuka, by proxy um, it, it raised it elevated the other roster on NXT so while you've got the stuff going on with Becky, Sasha and Charlotte on the main roster And a lot of the other women getting the rub from Just the buzz surrounding that A lot of the NXT women were getting a buzz By being associated with Asuka So I think with the likes of the Horsewomen, women Asuka A lot of up and coming Wrestlers Women wrestlers who were either already signed Or were still working the indies They decided that it wasn't just Some sort of bandwagon Or a, a flavour of the month I felt like things were changing big time so I would say between 2015 and 2016 it's hard to pinpoint again but my answer would be Asker as a an outside of the box um, option Yeah, uh, um, like the
0: Asker thing it was almost similar in a sense to when Finn won the title like he Completely elevated NXT to another level, and it, at that point, it was almost like, Right, this is then, which it was then, this is the third brand. That's not, I think a lot of people kind of like stopped referring to as development. Ask her, done the same. I felt like she took a title and just took it to another level as well.
1: See, as well, Bailey was she was basically the, obviously the female version of Ballard because she had the title for such a a long time but it was a very successful successfully received time with her as a champ yep. because remember I was saying this could be the female John Cena with all the the kids, grown men just yep. lapping it all up. So when the when NXT were in that first boom period, Bailey should get a lot of credit as well because when the yep. the main roster we know what sort of booking goes down on the main roster. One person can look like a million um dollars one week and then look like Five five pounds the next week, whereas on NXT there was a lot of strong booking being done and I think that's that idea that Bailey Bailey and Asuka I think are quite instrumental in it all. Sorry to cut you off there.
0: No, that's fine. Um in, in the Bailey character and the Bailey Bailey the, the rise to eventually winning NXT is one of the the absolute very best, if not the best Stories we've been we've been had uh, the privilege of seeing without a doubt. Um, you know, I feel, I feel like every single moment I mentioned was extremely significant. It was like a a landmark occasion. Yep. Um, and the one thing we've not mentioned that I'm going to bring up, and I want to say it was 2012. Triple H, Triple H specifically hire, hired. Sarah Del Rey to be the first ever female coach in the WWE.
1: Was it as far back as that?
0: Yes, I, th- I believe so. And and when when you hear people, you've heard some people talk about her little snippets, and she plays a massive part. I felt that's another sort of landmark occasion. Yeah, it's difficult to really, like you says, to pinpoint one exact moment. But if I if I had a, if gone to my head, I would kind of say it was a give Divas a give Divas a chance. And um, AJ Lee played a big part in that. Like I said, she's the one that started it. Um, and I guess it, the belief in this, and it was kind of finally cemented that, right, fine, or not so much fine, that's not right, we're, women are wrestlers now. We don't we don't portray us to be anything else other than that. And, and that was, in, in that moment, was when they retired the Divas title because they wanted rid of that Divas moniker. Uh-huh. I know they've still got total Divas, etc. I still don't know, if, I don't even know if that's still going on. Um, and that again was also another big moment. So I think, like I said, we're both in agreement that there's, there's about five or six things that, that took, have take place in the last sort of six, seven years, and they're all kind of.
1: Equally significant uh-huh. as each other. Part of me thinks that the getting rid of the diva's name was not. Ex- it's like it's about time, but mm-hmm. the quote-unquote revolution or the whatever that whatever Stephanie called it on that night, a few rows before SummerSlam 2015, unveiling a brand new belt and calling it women's wrestling again officially. You're, you are better off doing something like that At a big stage like Wrestlemania And from Many accounts, that triple threat Between Charlotte, Becky and Sasha Was the best match of that night So to, to The fact that they cemented that new Not, not new the, re, the, the finding again Of the women's wrestling name That moniker And following it up with a really good match Helped it, so the, I would say it's quite significant
0: yeah I agree and, and I know like they try to give Stephanie a lot of the credit for it and like, it's because at the end of the day like of course they're going to do that of course they're going to put the highest the biggest name female name in wrestling of course they're going to put her face on it saying that like she was at the forefront but in your in your honest opinion Who do you think was responsible for it?
1: Was responsible for what exactly?
0: For when? For the beginning of the evolution? (sighs) My answer, and I don't want, I I don't think it should be controversial.
1: You're going to say Stephanie? Triple H. Triple
0: H. And I know, like, I feel like. He more than anyone, like, kind of took notice of what was happening and how much the women wanted, how much more the women wanted, and and he put a lot of emphasis on the women wrestling in NXT. And it, like I said, it was him that was responsible for hiring Sarah, De- Sarah Del Rey. You know, he's the one that's responsible for bringing these people into the performance center. Yep. And he, you're not going to parade him out on Raw, you know, because it because it comes down to that whole. Male arrogance, or oh well, it has to be a man, hasn't right. it? It was Patriot behind thing. it all, but in my opinion, it was Triple H. It was kind of behind it all. Like I, like I said, I feel those moments, like when AJ Lee's done what she done, that like we've touched on already. But I feel like it was Triple H. It says, right, I've took note of this, and I'm going to make it my own personal mission to kind of change it. Uh huh.
1: That's a good point, and there's always that. Um, cynical take where Stephanie McMahon considers herself to be instrumental in the change. Who's to say she isn't?
0: Yeah, and like I feel like we all kind of know that Triple is really behind it.
1: Uh-huh.
0: But I don't have I don't have an issue with them bringing out Stephanie, and Stephanie kind of being at the forefront and and talking about it and saying we've done this and that or whatever. That doesn't bother me because, like I say, you're not going to you're not going to bring out a male. To be like, oh well, look at this, look what I've done for you, women, kind of thing. It's like, you know, I just think that wouldn't look right, and I think people wouldn't appreciate that. And I think at least with Stephanie, it looks like, at least it looks like it's been if we're trying to portray it, at least it's been a woman that's been fighting for other women's rights.
1: Uh huh. I think it took a bit of time for the main roster to catch up. There was a lot of um, shenanigans going on around the time. It was just team bad, team. PCB and Team Bellas and stuff, it was just a bit all rushed. At yeah, the,
0: start, the start of it, it start, was pretty
1: horrible. But I think when it really took hold and it was a case of, right, the started main event in TV now and main event in pay-per-views was the Charlotte and Sasha feud. Yep. That gripped me from start to finish. If you're wanting to be a perfectionist, one could maybe say the Iron, Iron Woman match that they had after the Hell in a Cell was unnecessary. And I think the way the Hell in a Cell match played out is still one of my my more preferred Hell in a Cell matches over the last few years. That felt like the, the peak of that feud. Charlotte was in full maniac mode. Uh, for anyone who's wanting to study character performances, watch Charlotte in that Hell in a Cell match. She was a woman possessed, and it was frightening to watch just how chaotic she was. Yeah. And um, Sasha constantly getting the title back, fair enough they were on Raw's, okay but it was a very competitive feud and it was an emotional feud because you really rooted for Sasha and to see her keep losing at the pay-per-views was hard to take Uh, but Charlotte had been winning pay-per-views left, right and centre so if they're going for that whole dominant dominant female in division, I can understand that but I'll, I'll always think back fondly to that feud
0: yeah, that feud was was excellent. And I do agree with you that the following match after Hell in a Cell was unnecessary, just as any match after a so, Hell in a Cell is no, unnecessary. Because a exactly. Hell in a Cell, we believe, should be like the ender of a feud. um like I say, we've gone from let like we've gone from brand panties match. We've gone from that to witnessing two women main event and closing a pay per view. To now potentially going on to see two women or three women closing the biggest show in wrestling. Period.
1: Uh-huh. Not to mention the, the tag team titles as well.
0: So at least, at least they're they still moving in the right direction. Uh huh. Um, you know, like I think it was. I I would agree. I think for a long time. Sasha and Bailey, sorry. <clears throat> Sa- Sasha and Charlotte, those matches and that rivalry was kind of peak women's wrestling. Um, and I think, and look, we don't hate Becky. I think what annoys us is the notion that some people have got of her, and comparing her to other people in the past, with the whole Austin comparison. <laughs> I think that's what really bothers us. <clears throat> But that what Charlotte and Sasha done was kind of peak women's wrestling at that point, and I feel like Becky's now also trying to surpass them at that moment. Because if right now it feels a hell of a lot bigger than it did back then, and and I think we Becky deserves a lot of credit for that.
1: Oh, of course, it, of course she does. We we take digs at Becky regularly on here, Twitter, privately as well. But at the end of the day the person this is one of those I like the person but I hate the character <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: it's not even I don't hate the character I just hate and I know we're kind of getting angry, I just hate the whole the way the fans are kind of like treating it's, her just now in the way they're comparing her and
1: it's as if the, there's a mindset that she's getting over in spite of WWE but that's, that's, that's not that's the case it's just not the case because she has I saw a tweet earlier in the la- since SummerSlam she has buried Charlotte to an almost irreparable state
0: we, I said this last week yep. Charlotte, you want, if you want to genuinely see what it looks like jobbing to someone watch what Charlotte's done these last three or four mm-hmm. months
1: she has also embarrassed John Cena she has embarrassed Edge she has embarrassed and Slapped both Triple H and Stephanie, and she's won a rumble, and she made Ronda Rousey look like a trump. And it's the only time and, that... and
0: they had her march out
1: at Raw for of a, like five or six Raw women as well. Mm-hmm. And there's a chance that she's um, main in WrestleMania. She's not been held back. She's and it's WWE that are orchestrating all this. So, give please give credit to the writing team for this one instead of just Becky. Because the writing team get a lot of flack, deservedly, to- deservedly so, in a lot of instances. Let's not let's not kid ourselves here, but they have done a fantastic job with how Becky has just s- struck a match under this all and made it huge. It's just that, that WWE should get a credit as well, basically, is what I'm trying to say. No, I agree. Yeah. I completely agree see the one of the other things and we're sort of moving along the timeline a wee bit is the May Young Classic was a big big deal because you had the Cruiserweight Classic two years ago well we're into the third year since uh, removed now so having a tournament in full sail people are already familiar with that and when it was announced that it would just be a women's only tournament people were already in for up for it you've got a sort of mark friendly tournament and a, as I said are mark heavy full sale, what more could you ask for as far as being satisfied with getting something like this and it's turned into, I would say it's kind of turned into a scouting system that fans have access to if if that makes sense, it's not just um, the performance centre where your Matt Blooms and Finleys and Robbie Brooksides get to see how the women fare, us fans are getting to see how the women fare in the May Young Classic uh, it's a springboard as well for some of the more successful acts so obviously you've got NXT where you have Baszler uh, Kairi Sane Candice LeRae as well you, you get to see these women go on to NXT UK as well Tony Storm, Rhea Ripley Dakota Kai she's injured at the moment even Springboard again onto Evolution when you've got what's her face? Io Shirai Storm again, I think it's a springboard for a lot of the careers that we're seeing blossom right now and also outside of the ring, with the Mae Young Classic you get to see the likes of Renee Young, Lita Beth Phoenix involved in calling the action and now Beth Phoenix she called the rumble a uh, couple of weeks ago as well there so it's not just in the ring where women are taking over with that regards to the product there, I can see Beth Phoenix getting more more action to call further down the line
0: yeah definitely definitely and it, like I say, it just kind of it goes back to the whole point that women are now no longer perceived as sex objects no longer to ogle for, at and shout puppies at for the most that, part
1: for the most part
0: yep yeah, for the most part um, that they are treating them better in they understand that they've got some real talented women on their hands here, whether it be wrestlers or managers or whether it be people in a commentary position. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it's it's taken its time. There's been a, a number of bumps on, along the way, but they're at a place where I think they can kind of feel good about what they're doing uh-huh. and where they're headed.
1: I think there was there were still issues oh, as recent as a couple of years ago where they were still shoe women women into TV or pay-per-views. See SmackDown in 2017. Uh, there was a was it the welcoming committee? Is that what they were called mm-hmm. when Charlotte came over? Mm-hmm. There was an this is when Naomi was the champ. There was an awful lot of multi-woman matches going on. Um, fair enough, there was a money in the bank in there, but I remember there was lots of six six-woman tag matches. And like you touched on earlier, that didn't speak to me... That didn't speak of people being used based on merit. That was just just to put them on the show, to keep going with this um, women equality. But now, I think the place that we're at now, they have been given these regular opportunities that the men have. The main event in TV, pay-per-views, Royal Rumbles, all the gimmick matches. But what's now becoming apparent is... I think they also been... Afforded the same, uh, st- no, uh tropes like I've used that word again that have been more prominent for the men. You're getting these lengthy promo battles. Becky Lynch is she's she is <laughs> turning into Austin with this angle they've got going on just now, where she's refusing to get medical attention. Um, you've got the perceived Silver Spoon athlete in Charlotte You've even got that immovable force that nobody likes in Nia Jax Who's soaking up more heat than than something that soaks up a lot of heat <laughs> <laughs> But as well, in comparison to 2017 Both divisions, both both Monday Night Raw and uh, Smackdown I think they're being used to further secondary feuds So ones that aren't just the main event, uh, the women's title matches, you've got the upcoming tag team titles, chamber match. At the same time, the smaller roster size, there aren't as many women. It allows for the stories and the wrestlers to overlap with one another. It's that um, Kyle likes it, the shared universe approach, where they're all interacting. And I don't think, can you tell me off the top of the head how many women are left wanting for TV time right now? Are, are there um, any that are thinking I'm not getting used?
0: Yeah, we'll maybe them. maybe one or two of them could be could be booked better. That's, but I feel like I feel like true. we see them. I feel I feel like we see them every week though.
1: Yep, booking you know? booking is one of those ever never ending discussions and debates. But just in terms of um, visibility on TV. Oh no, the, definitely. It's you can say that a lot more than you can say for the guys. So you've got the prestige, you've got these super duper superstars, you've got the these common tropes that they've worked well, very well for the men in the past. So it's job done as far as I'm concerned. There are there's booking issues, and you've still got the things going on with.
0: But you're
1: you're going to have booking issues even with the men, yep. so that's not even a women issue. Uh uh-huh. So my next question is. What about the recent stuff that's happened with Mandy Rose playing Homewrecker or Alexa's wardrobe malfunctions? Because even this week on 205 Live, um, Mike Kanellis was fighting Brian Kendrick and Maria was on commentary. Kendrick was about to throw Kanellis over the commentary table, but Maria uh, very provocatively, I would say, covered the table to make sure that her man wasn't put through the table. Um is this stuff necessary? There's still sexualised stuff, storylines going on. Is it necessary? Is it adding variety? Is it, take, um, is it taking away the good work that they have done so far?
0: So, you get kind of home record or people having an affair or a woman or a man chasing after someone who's in a relationship already in normal programme television so like, yes, you'll get that exactly. you get that in TV programs you know EastEnders for instance and our, our American friends won't, I won't get that what we're talking about but like every other storyline is probably related to someone having an affair that storyline itself Mandy Rose and Naomi didn't do anything for me personally
1: uh-huh.
0: in the sense that you know I, I liked how Naomi didn't take any shit and was like and I liked how <clears throat> so was not even remotely interested either.
1: Yes. Relationship but, goals. Hashtag relationship uh, goals. Uh,
0: but it didn't really bother me that storyline. Like I don't have an opinion on it either way. I mean I would find I suppose I would when I say it doesn't really I didn't it didn't do anything for me. Um the whole Alexa Bliss wardrobe malfunction just kind of uh, she it it's been done once and then that was it and it was like what on earth was that like that was my reaction I was like what the hell are we watching here
1: apparently that was her idea
0: I don't I don't get what you're trying to get out of it she
1: said she, she said it was a, a tribute to Trish Stratus I don't know I can't remember off the top of my head because Trish was scantily clad many a time
0: right if that's uh, fine I'll like you know if, this, if you want to do that and you go ahead you know it's not like you've been forced to do it. If it's your idea, then it's your idea. I've not saw it when she said that, but I'll take your word for it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yeah, like I says I'm not... I don't know, when I watch wrestling, I just want to watch wrestling. Uh, but I feel like you can still come across as, as beautiful and attractive, but also still be a great wrestler yep. and still be all about your wrestling. Like I think if you, I think if you look at someone like Charlotte, I think Charlotte's absolutely stunning. But her wrestling ability is just is what I love her for. Uh huh. So, yeah,
1: you
0: know, I think um, that is. I don't, I don't need to see that kind of stuff. You know, I'm not ten years old anymore.
1: Uh huh. And if you do, you have other outlets.
0: Exactly, as we all do. And i i I maintain, I, I say that as like, I'm not even a joking way or I'm trying to be funny or anything, like, honestly, if I want to see that kind of stuff, you'll either go home to your wife or you'll go on the internet and find it. Yep. When I watch wrestling, I just want to watch the wrestling.
1: Uh Uh-huh, exactly. I think that's one positive that doesn't get mentioned a lot. Becky Lynch isn't about the the looks and all that stuff. She's just there to kick some ass.
0: And and the same goes with someone like Sasha and Charlotte, you know, even Ronda. Like, like, she as well. I don't want to sit here and like break her down physically, anything like that, but like, but she also just wants to go around like killing people. Uh huh. Um, see, so like Alexis, bottom line, man, like, just, just give me the wrestling. And I feel like we are at a point now, <clears throat> for, for the most part for the most part, it is just about the wrestling. And let's like say, they've positioned a female to be the hottest act in the company and potentially in all of wrestling. Uh-huh. And, and, and that female has not once like, came out in any kind of provocative, sexualised manner. She's just come out and just spoke down to people and absolutely annihilated people.
1: Uh huh. it's good, that's one good thing I've enjoyed I have to say that it's not about looks, it's not about flashing your skin or anything like that, she's just there to cause havoc so I've got a couple of questions to sort of tie things up yep there seems to be something going on with a, uh, something lingering between Ambrose and Nia Jax yep so people have immediately jumped on the because Ambrose is apparently away, it's a work, everyone. Uh that Ambrose is away that he's just going to be fed to the jobbers which will possibly culminate in a a match with Nia Jax at WrestleMania? What is your honest take on that? Do you want to see that?
0: Is that are you are you guessing it's going to be Ambrose Nia Jax or are you seeing this somewhere or?
1: If it happens. Because
0: you, know, you know we don't do and bullshit rumours.
1: I know, but I know that. Because we still think that Ambrose is staying.
0: Yeah, I don't understand when people say he's jobbing out to folk. I don't, I don't realise losing to EC3 and, and then losing to Queen of Seth is jobbing.
1: Listen, if you want... If
0: that's, if that's jobbing to someone like Seth and EC3...
1: What the hell did Charlotte just do, to Becky? What did, did, did Charlotte just do for Becky Lynch? Because that's not a job and that's something worse. Aye. And if you're going to moan about EC3 not being used at all, almost, never mind properly, and then in the next breath or in the same breath, moan that he, he beat Dean Ambrose clean, then I'm not, I don't hold much weight with your opinion.
0: Yep. And I will say, I know we're talking about the win, but Ambrose delivered what is one of the most funniest lines I've heard in a long time. What's your name? And then he pulled it away and was like, what happened to EC1 and EC2? Ah,
1: oh, that was good, <laughs> I have to say. <laughs> I
0: thought I, I, was, I, I was creasing. Um, nah, I don't want to see it. Aye. Oh, yeah. I don't want to see it. Um, I don't know if it's if that's the route they go down I feel like my theory of it being a work doesn't hold much weight because my theory of it being a work was going to lead to Triple H versus Ambrose potentially
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and my theory also in my head I I I thought there must be a period where they might keep Ambrose off TV Um. I wouldn't want to see
1: it because I don't actually know how I feel about intergenerational matches if I'm honest. Well, I've seen good ones. I've got them in Lucha Underground all the time and they're really good. Uh, one of my favourite matches from ICW last year was Kayleigh Ray versus Lionheart. It was just in one of their TV tapings. Uh, this is, the storyline was that Kayleigh Ray, before she decided to face Viper for the women's title, she said, I'm done fighting women. So she went through a, a lot of guys and matches before Viper finally convinced her otherwise. And her match it was excellent. With so I've not got an issue with it. I'd rather see it than not, or have it teased to us um, in the form of the mixed match challenge.
0: Yeah, it's not. That, it's not that I don't like it or I don't think it's realistic. I just don't have an opinion on it. Uh-huh. like if if I see it I see it if I don't I don't I mean like I don't mean specifically Ambrose and uh, Jax I just mean in general all right. if it happens it will happen if it doesn't then again it doesn't really bother me um, I don't know I think a lot of people look at it and say how can you have a company like WWE promoting a, a man hitting another woman hitting, hitting a woman mm. but you see that on TV programs all the time and at no point, as Vince ever says, any differently. He's like, we're just entertainment. And the- I can get where people are coming from, but are you saying it to the same TV programmes that are showing that women are getting beat up and raped, etc., or vice versa, or women are, are abusing men?
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, because that's a, a quieter stigma. It
0: is, it is, because it's not... You know, you're
1: not like therefore you're the class is not a real man, etc. or whatever. Uh-huh. So there's there's still quite a lot of way. I mean, this thing with Nia Jax could just be a one off. This a lot of um, buzz was created about intergender wrestling because of it and fair play. Uh, I just don't know if it will keep going though. We'll just need to wait and see.
0: And I think because it's Nia, I'm not a fan of Nia Jax. I never have been. So maybe maybe that's why maybe I won't have any kind of interest in it, or maybe it's the fact that I feel Ambrose deserves to have something better going into Mania. Right. But like I say, it's not. I honestly don't have a, a strong opinion on it either way. I'm
1: just not sure yet.
0: It's not even I'm not sure. I don't. I like if it's there and it's on. I kind of I guess I'll have I'll have a have a feeling once I get to watch it. But
1: aye,
0: I've really at this moment in time. I
1: don't feel anything towards it at the moment. That's fair enough. I just thought I'd throw that out there to see if you would sweat at all, but you've not got an opinion. Uh, and we've already touched on the main event thing. I officially want that to be the main event. I think a lot of the women have done enough, more than enough work to deserve it. Charlotte included. So if it, I mean Becky Ronda a singles match to close out Mania with a really hotly built feud is something I'm all for and something that um, Samuel Plan from Lords of Pain brought up on Twitter this morning if this is to be the case it will be the first full time uh, first match between full timers at Wrestlemania in Wrestlemania in something like nine ten years, so based on that's that alone, that is that's shocking, isn't it? Mm-hmm. when you say it out loud, so if that's if it's going to be that, then more than happy for that to happen. And if it is Charlotte, if Charlotte does get involved, I'm not going to be annoyed one bit.
0: And I'll I'll jump on that point as well before we might wrap up. Charlotte being involved in a match is not going to water down the match. No.
1: Nope.
0: When the when the best female wrestler in the world is involved in a match. That match is going to be t- so much better than the original planned.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I guess it's always just you always kind of have that. That oh, is it going to work? Because it's a triple threat. There's always that with triple threat. You are kind of like, how's it going to go? How's it going to work? Can you make it work, etc. And you know me. Do I take character and story over wrestling, the actual wrestling match? No. No. Give me the most blandest, boring build-up to a wrestling match, but then if that wrestling match knocks out the park, I'll be happy.
1: You have to admit, though, or at least consider that so far, the story has been heavy decent.
0: The sto- story so far for about two months has been sensational. And, um, and and I don't know if shoehorning, if that's the right word, Charlotte into the match is going to bring it down. I don't know. All I know is that match with Charlotte in it is going to be so much better.
1: Well, if she is added, do you know what I'm going to do about it?
0: You're going to write stuff on the internet and go- pretend and pretend that you're going to cancel your subscription and I'm- pretend like some people are going to stop watching Rob, but in reality, you're not going to do a single fucking thing about it.
1: I'm going to. I need to find this. Hold on. I'm going to tweet my displeasure. That's right. I'm going to jump on <laughs> social <Sorry>, media. <my dear. laughs> And I'm going to tweet about it till my fingers bleed. I might even send an Instagram or a Vine. And in that tweet, if I don't get what I want, I'm going to riot. And if that doesn't work, then by God, me and my friend Mark, we're going to stop watching. (laughs) I had to throw that in there. Uh, Anything else you want to add?
0: No, I guess... I guess um, from where we were just about 10 years ago to where we are now, it's night and day. If they get to main event WrestleMania, that's it. Like you know, like I said before, that's the cherry on top of the cake. Um, no longer are women sexualized, but for the most part, no longer is it just about your looks. It's all about the wrestling. It's all about your ability to, to communicate it's all about your ability to put on wrestling matches it's no longer about your like I says, about your beauty and your looks we no longer get these stupid tropes you no longer get bras and panties matches we no longer get women put in uncomfortable positions or portrayed in a manner differently from the men for the most part mm-hmm. and it, you know it's been it actually has been like an evolution of the women's wrestling. It actually has changed. It will continue to change. Because like I say is the current hottest act in wrestling as a female. Um overall it's been it's, it's been good to watch. Yeah. And like I say I feel like if they need to main event WrestleMania. Oh, Who women I
1: that is um, uh- well, I hope you've enjoyed this very deep analysis of women's wrestling by two guys. <laughs>
0: <laughs> to be fair, right, to be fair, we actually did speak, we like, we speak all the time, speak every day. We, I, I think it was me that says, it would actually be nice if we managed to get a female to come on, but we don't actually know or are close to any females who watch wrestling.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I'm sure we've probably got one or two... Uh, followers on Twitter that we could have had on, like um calf is it calf sixty nine?
1: Calf
0: sixty seven. We could have maybe reached out, but like it says we weren't sure. um But like it says I feel like I feel like we've we've actually we spoke of him in in a, in a good manner and, and, and portrayed him in a, in a in a good light.
1: I would say so. I was thinking of Ciara Reid who's a prominent um, journalist online for women's wrestling but as far as I'm aware she's retired from the game last thing I I think said. so and like I says I don't
0: even really know if we've ever had any interactions with her anyway so
1: well I've just been informed by my wife who is an earshot that she's enjoyed her analysis so we must have done a good job maybe we can get
0: your wife on one day uh huh we'll promote her book
1: yes Promote, uh, we can promote our book as well. If you go to <laughs> unbound.com forward slash Ashdale Falling, book two of the Ashdale Rising series, please please, um, crowdfund that for the hashtag podcast house, podcasting house husband dream to be realised, and also for my wife to be a successful author as well.
0: How was it being round behind the, the sheds at the school?
1: Oh, yes, um our daughter was absolutely mortified at parents' night last night as we made out left, right and centre. There was a lot of necking going on. <laughs> <sighs> uh, right, so, will we go with a quiz to close out the show?
0: Yeah, I was going to say, it, it's just it's just natural, it's just us that we have such a serious conversation and then we somehow managed to close it off by making stupid jokes. (laughs) Uh
1: Uh-huh. Oh, I'm not finished there, friend. I'm not finished (laughs) there. Oh, God. It's fucking quiz time! With Ricky and Clive and friends! A
0: fucking WWE quiz!
1: Okay. Gee, I wonder what the theme of the quiz will be this week.
0: Yep, you guessed it. It is.
1: The hardcore type? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <sighs> um, right,
0: here we go. So it's women. Question number one Who was the first ever winner of the Divas title?
1: Oh! Can you give me the year?
0: I need to look that up because I never
1: wrote it down. Part of me wants to say Melina.
0: It was 2008.
1: I'm going to go with Melina.
0: Wrong. Do you want another guess?
1: Eh... Uh...
0: 2008.
1: It took place at the Great American Bash. Gillian
0: Hall?
1: No. Jillian Hall's was... growth on her face?
0: It was Michelle McCool.
1: Right. Do you know, Melina does hold quite a significant record that she went into the Big Four. I, I don't know if it was subsequent Big Fours, but she went in as the Divas Champion. Yeah. Mm. For four of them. I like
0: Melina.
1: I despised her, but... She was...
0: Oh, yes. Yeah, character-wise, she was, a, she was also a fucking loose cannon, I think, in real life.
1: Aye, so... But uh, she was doing her job well on the telly.
0: Question number two. Name the two women who have had the most title, divas title reign.
1: Divas title? Yep. The most reigns. See, this is where we've talked a good game about women's wrestling for an hour. (laughs) And (laughs) when it comes to trivia, (laughs) I'm just embarrassing myself. Uh, I'll say Nikki Bella for one. That's that's wrong. Divas. Uh, Beth. Beth Ross. Please put me out my misery.
0: Right, I'll give you a clue. One of them we spoke heavily about tonight. She put a big part in. Paige. Is right, uh, AJ Lee.
1: See, I thought she just held the title for the longest amount of time.
0: Oh. And the other one, Eve Torres.
1: This is Okay, uh-huh, this will be embarrassing.
0: Question
1: number three, how many? Between them?
0: How many each? How many wins did they have each?
1: Eva Torres 3 and page 5.
0: I mean, did you not listen? (laughs) The answers were AJ Lee and Eve
1: Torres. (laughs) AJ Lee 5 and Eva Torres 3.
0: No, they both had 3 each. Oh. Right, you'll get this, hopefully. <laughs> Name the final four of the 2018 Women's Royal Rumble.
1: Brie and Nicky. hmm And Asuka. mm mm-hmm. um, <laughs> Who was... Who was about at that time? Italia. Bro. Okay.
0: Would you like a clue? She likes a good botch. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, Sasha Banks. Yep. <laughs> Since we're getting pro wrestling teas t-shirts we should get one with you in a speech bubble just saying she likes a good she botch. She
0: likes a good botch. <laughs> right. Who has won more main roster titles? Charlotte the Goat or Trish Stratus
1: hmm when you say main roster part of me thinks that Trish was a, a hardcore champion at one point no
0: comment Uh Charlotte wrong
1: you're kidding me on Trish how many did she win 8 8 it was six. seven
0: seven women's titles and one hardcore title.
1: Ah, see you, see you, Ricky. I
0: had, I had to get the hardcore title in somehow, <sighs> and it was Charlotte. And the reason I said main roster because Charlotte won NXT, which took her to eight.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, name all the participants in the first ever women's elimination chamber
1: last year. Okay, so you have Mandy Rose. You have Sonia You have Alexa Bliss Yep You have Sasha
0: Mm-hmm
1: You have Bailey Yep And you have Nia Jax Nope
0: Oh So close I'll give you another guess
1: <sighs> Raw right, it was a raw one Mm-hmm it wasn't Natalia.
0: She's. I don't know if she is, is, well, she was for a long time associated with Alexa Bliss.
1: Oh, yes, Mickey James, who was eliminated early doors.
0: Yep. Next question. Lita defeated who to win her first ever women's title?
1: That was uh, the matriarch herself. Stephanie McMahon
0: correct
1: I remember speaking that of, much
0: so next question speaking of Stephanie how many titles has she win
1: one correct
0: last question when China entered the 1999 Royal Rumble who
1: did she eliminate oh Right Pure guesswork I have never seen The 99 rumble I kind of oh, yeah. want to see it Because of the whole Vince Steve Austin Car crash stuff Benny Hill scene Whatever I'm going to go With an outside bet of Triple H Nope Okay So I'll give you Two more
0: guesses One more before I give you a clue Road
1: Dog Nope so, Right so right, It's no for DX Right
0: He's no longer an active wrestler. Um, he he is a father. He is a father to a part of a human body.
1: What? He is a father to the part. His
0: child. His child.
1: Oh, Mark Henry. A
0: part of, yes, of a human body. Yes. Sexual chocolate himself.
1: Well done for eliminating that behemoth.
0: I know she came in and just landed like three or four haymakers on him. And then threw him out. And then before she was even able to like start celebrating, Austin came run over and started laying into him, like he kind of just tossed her out straight away.
1: Uh-huh. Remember that horrible spike pile driver that Ivory and Right to Censor gave her? Mm. Oh, that was not nice.
0: And that concludes the nice quiz.
1: I kind of saved face a wee bit.
0: Towards the end, you did. You did. Um, Let me see. You got you got the first one. the first three wrong despite clue many
1: clues. You got one, two, three, four.
0: You have five. That
1: should be five. See, in my defence, you asked me a lot of questions during of a time period where I didn't, where you watch. didn't watch it. So, I know. If it was NXT stuff, I'd be fine with it. I'm I know.
0: I made a point. I'm not doing any of that.
1: Oh, oh, I know. Good questions. Thanks. Anything you want to plug before we go? Because um. I've got a few things.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I've got. Oh, I've got nothing to plug apart from. Make sure you listen to The Outsider's Edge" on Shop.
1: Make sure you listen to our podcasts as well on the network. I'd like to think they
0: are listening since I've heard this message.
1: I don't mean ours, I mean all of ours. Yeah, everyone's, of course. Spread the love. Spread the love and make sure to give it a five-star review on the podcast app of your choosing. Um, I have, as ever, I do the 205 Live columns every week, but I've started a wee project, an ongoing project with the Doc, Chad Matthews, where we will keep a running... Score of the best matches in 205 Live We've got a January column up just now You can find that on the LOP page Um, Just the normal stuff We are at Ricky and Clive On Facebook and Twitter There's a Wrestling Squared Circle Facebook group Uh, Socialsuplex.com Has the podcasts And the columns and you can get them sent directly To your email inbox Powerslam.tv with the Social Suplex Promo code gets you a free month um, ProWrestlingTees.com there is a link in the show notes for tonight's episode, takes you directly to the social suplex page word has it that there will be a Ricky and Clive t-shirt up there soon
0: I believe so I believe so it's going to be, I'm not sure about the design but I'm pretty certain it's going to have my face on the front and we're just gonna have like this tiny little speck at the back which is gonna be your face. <laughs> <laughs> Such a mark for myself.
1: I know. Uh did I miss anything?
0: You plugged our three thousand hours a month at the start, it, didn't you?
1: Yes. And at the end.
0: You know, be willing really to start pre recording this um
1: and just adding it in. I might, do you know, I might make it a rap. Oh, God. I'll, I'll rival Rich for the, <laughs> the rap king of Social Suplex.
0: I'm sure he's fucking terrifying. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'll sound like Kurt Angle rapping. <laughs> no,
0: you want to just lead us out
1: with some breaking news? Yes. Well, this is a shocker, this one. Uh Back in the independence circuit, R-Truth and Landstorm worked with each other. I don't know if you were aware of that. They worked as a tag team. Um, you know what R-Truth's like and you know what Landstorm's like. So obviously, personality clash, they kind of rubbed each other the wrong way. But they were they were money. They were a big draw as a tag team. Uh, so in order to make sure that they didn't fall out, they started having a <laughs> seven-second lance break.
0: You know, like people can't see it, right? But as you were getting closer to the punchline, you were starting to smirk and you were starting to break. Like you're just starting to start laughing at your own joke. I'm
1: telling you, see, one day I'll set up. We will set up a Patreon account, and it will just be wrestling, stand-up comedy.
0: You get one person that pops with these jokes. One.
1: It's more than that. It's not it's me as well,
0: you we don't count, right, but you got one listener that pops with these jokes, and you know who it is uh-huh <laughs> you want to name him name and shame him
1: oh he's he's been on <laughs> your side recently,
0: I know yeah that but, but in this instance, I can't get on the same page as him.
1: Shout out to Rob Ro indeed shout,
0: there out,
1: you guy. shout out to everyone around the world. Right, we're talking right now. Let's go.
0: Yep, right, folks. Thanks for listening.
1: When, when's Elimination Chamber? Seven, 17th?
0: No it's a week on Sunday?
1: I'm bringing up my. Is, week.
0: That,
1: the, is that the 17th? Uh, yes, so next yeah, right. week's. It oh, is. it's uh, come ten, around a lot. 10 days away or so. So next week will be a Wee Chamber pre Preeper. Pre- paper. <laughs>
0: An elimination chamber preview. The day before Valentine's Day.
1: Oh the podcast.
0: Yeah.
1: Yes. All the couples around the land can listen to us on the special night of the year.
0: That's it. That is it. I won't be doing anything special that night
1: though. No, I celebrate my love for my wife every day of the year.
0: As do I. As do I. But on that day I'll be at the Celtic game. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Proclaiming your love for Glasgow Celtic, with uh, uh, well, I mean, I've, alongside Alaska. alongside Joe Coffee, who's looking for tickets for the away end. It's interesting. I actually,
0: I've actually got. Let's and in three. My powers three. My pals, three my pals In fact, someone else from work. So it's five hours, sorry six. Um, because he's bringing his son. I might actually just tweet Joe Coffee and say I've actually got a spare ticket if you want it. Oh, and just patch one of our
1: pals, and uh,
0: and, him.
1: Then, and ask them to come on podcast mate? Aye, I'll give you this ticket for free. And
0: you... I don't think money's an issue for them but still.
1: <laughs> and a, a Ricky and Clive wrestling show T-shirt if you come on to give us an interview. Oh, that's a great idea. You're you're no, just... you're not as shy as I am. You can do this for us.
0: I know, but then I've got to kind of break one of my pals' hearts.
1: You do that on a daily basis. How? I don't know. I just felt like saying it.
0: I'm nothing but nice to you on a daily basis.
1: <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> what? I'm sorry. Let's end before we need a seven second lands break. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Podcast. Podcast. We'll see you next time. See you next time.